When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Welcome into another edition of the Blue White Breakdown podcast. I'm Bob Flounders. Joined on this August 18th morning by David Jones, as always. David, we're getting a lot closer to the start of Penn State season, September 4th at Wisconsin. A little bit of news to get to. I wanted to ask you about some of the work you have done. Um, you've kind of scouted up for, uh, for Penn Live and for the Patriot News the entire Big Ten. We won't touch on all the work you did but I was looking through some of your uh, work. 5,000 some- words, 5,106 words, and I lived every one of them. I know. I did want to ask you about a couple teams. We don't want to talk about it all uh, today because we've still got a couple weeks to go. Dave, I got to, at some point, I got to bring up, I got to bring up Nebraska. It looks like Scott Frost is in a lot of trouble. Uh, some violations, reported some violations from Brett McMurphy uh, regarding, I think, uh, uh, improper work, yeah. improper workouts, a whole laundry list of things that are going wrong in Nebraska. Just maybe we'll get your thoughts on that. Um, but before we get to all of that, Dave, I just wanted to share with our audience, you know, once Penn State season starts, guys, Dave and I are going to be expanding uh, our podcast from one to two. Um, we're going to do them. We're going to we're going to do one on James Franklin's Tuesday news conference. React to that. See what maybe we thought some of the things he said, the most interesting things he said during his press conference. And then a little bit later in the week, we're going to be doing something, just kind of previewing the team that Penn State's going to play, how we feel about their chances, maybe some of the key matchups. So we're going to expand our blue-white breakdown coverage. I can also tell you guys, Dave and I will not have anything to do this, but there's going to be a special blue-white breakdown weekly recruiting podcast. I believe our man Daniel Gallen is going to head that up. I know he's excited about that. He's doing a great job. Uh, on the recruiting trail for us uh, at Penn Live and also doing a lot of breaking news uh, with Penn State. But Dave, let's just start with this. Everyone kind of forgets at the end of last year, there were actually two pretty talented quarterbacks on Penn State's roster, physically talented. One is going to start Sean Clifford. The other one, Will Levis, uh, uh, transferred to Kentucky right after the season. Lo and behold, he's now Kentucky's starting quarterback. Mark Stoops announced it earlier in the week. Dave, he's a big kid who can throw the ball a long way. He can run. Penn State does not really have a backup quarterback it can trust. Um, is this is this Will Levis loss possibly a lot bigger than maybe than people realize? Well, I know that Levis has been making a lot of, uh, of happy happy noises that he was going to be allowed to not just be a running quarterback. Yeah, uh, by Stoops. He's. I don't know if uh, you you caught this, but. He's going to have a pretty good target out there, and, and none other than Wandale Robinson, who mm. transferred out of Nebraska, who was a real weapon. Um, yes. So uh, this 
it looks like a pretty good move for Will Levis, frankly. Uh, he wasn't going to get any run the way it was, not at least not any consistent run. Yeah. In that offense, he was he was simply he was kind of locked into that role as the big tough running quarterback, and he didn't yeah. want to do that. So, right. Uh, as 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 for him, I think it's a great move. Um, I would not anticipate that we're going to see. I was talking to talk to some people um, <laughs> who. Where that we were, we were, we were talking about how often. I mean, we were seeing Sean Clifford run the ball 12, 13, 15 times a game last yeah. year. I very seriously doubt you're going to see that again. Right. Um, first of all, um, it was kind of a function of that RPO offense that uh, yeah. he, that the Kirk Shiraka was running. And second of all, I don't think they have, and it can't afford to get him coughed up or hurt for the reason right. they state. It just can't happen. Yeah. So I think that's one serious difference we're going to see in, in the offense between this year and last year. And I, I, I yeah. imagine Clifford will be very happy about that. Yeah. And Dave, I think it's good on Levis for kind of, you know, just looking at Franklin's history with veteran quarterbacks, he was never, you know, Tommy Stevens was never, ever, ever going to unseat Trace McSorley, and I think that once one he, I just think that once Will got, Will Levis got his one start in the Iowa game, couldn't do much with it. He kind of got a little bit of a quick hook, and then went back to Sean, and they had the winning streak. I think he knew it was going to be almost impossible. I think as long as Sean was here, for him to get any real legitimate QB playing time, other than what you mentioned, the designated third and one short yardage spe specialist. I think that's all probably they were going to going to give him. And I think Will, you know, wanted to kind of stretch his legs, spread his wings. And I'm glad that he got the opportunity at Kentucky. It didn't work out for Tommy Stevens at Mississippi State when he transferred, but it might be a different story for Will Levis at Kentucky. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We've had a whole history of these sorts of situations. Uh, Daryl Clark and... Um... Uh, the the kid from Downingtown who went to Devlin, Pat Devlin, yeah, Pat Devlin. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Just in your backyard, Dave. Just in yeah, your backyard. Yeah, that's all. And his his dad was uh, not real happy with me on the phone when I was trying to confirm that. And, <laughs> um, I should I should have remembered him. Um, and uh, what else do we have? I mean, for the longest time, Zach Mills uh, could not be unseated by Michael Robinson. You right. remember that? I yeah. remember you at the Capital One Bowl saying, why, why, why don't they take him out and put him right? They finally did, but it didn't really help. Too late. Yeah. Um, it, not really until Zach was either completely hurt. He's hurt. Uh, which I believe happened m multiple times, but especially in the 04 uh, right. Wisconsin game. Is that right? Uh, he had to come back in because Robinson. Uh, the Erasmus had, James game. Had taken, had taken the starting job. You know, it was just musical chairs all the way through. Yeah. Um, this was not going to be quite that. This right. this was a clear situation where where Clifford was the guy, and it's funny how certain coaches can finesse this situation for quite a while longer. When we we can see it, and 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 I, I guess they give hope to the backup just enough so they hang around, hang around. Yeah. Um, I was surprised Levis hung around as long as he did, weren't you? I was, although I really think that that he did. It was, it, you know what? It's tough. It's your first career start against an Iowa defense that's pretty talented. Um, you know, he made some turnovers in that game. He had a turnover in the Indiana game uh, when Penn State was driving uh, at the end of the first half. They, he fumbled the ball away. It was just, 
You know, he had a couple of, of brief chances, but it, it, he, it, I just felt like he was on a short leash as, as poorly as Sean performed at sometimes uh, early in early in 2020. He actually, Will Levis actually did have a chance uh, in the second half in the Nebraska game and he just couldn't get it done in the red zone. Maybe that did that, that kind of, you know, influenced uh, James's decision to stick with Clifford for the final four games, but I'll be, he is, he definitely, he, the guy definitely has a cannon. He definitely uh, is a bit, he's built probably more like, you know, a, a Tim Tebow type <clears throat> who can absorb punishment. I know that Sean's a big guy too, but I just, I'm always curious to see how the, how the, the loser of the QB competition does when he wins the job somewhere else. I think Penn state fans, especially if Sean isn't really firing on all cylinders, running out of, you know, starting against Wisconsin and Auburn and, and Ball State, I think they'll be keeping a close eye on Will Levis in Kentucky. I see this as a real opportunity for Sean Clifford. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually cautiously optimistic because there's not going to be anybody else. He knows that. I think that's a right. good situation for him. Yeah. I think it's the, the, the kind of thing that he needs. And I think it could work out well for him. We'll see. Okay, Dave, let's move it along to. Uh, we've kind of been saying all along that the schedule is not going to be easy for Penn State. It's not just <clears throat> it's just not the first three games. It's, you know, a road date at Iowa, a road date at Ohio State, Michigan, whatever they are this year. Everyone's there's certainly some talent on the Michigan team. But but sifting through some of the stuff you've written about the entire conference, I want to just focus on two teams that Penn State will play this year that you really like as potential really uh, surprise packages, one in the Big Ten West. And I think Penn State fans have been following along the last month with you. They have a pretty good idea who you're very high on in the Big Ten East. But let's just start with, let's start with Greg Schiano and Rutgers. You really think, I think, if I have it right, I think you picked them, you, you, you picked them for maybe third in the Big Ten East. Is that right? I know it's an ambitious pick, but you do like Greg Schiano and the Scarlet Knights. You know, I picked coaches in the situations of the two third place yeah. teams. Really, because I'm looking at both situations and I'm going, if if not them, who? Right. Uh, the picks that, you know, I, I talked to Matt McGuan on the phone a couple of days ago and I told him, uh, I said, well, who's your pick for third? Who is your pick for third? And and uh, I, I said this about both the East and the West, but I was talking specifically about the West. Mm -hmm. And and he he was like, I don't know. Who did you pick? And I said. Illinois. And he just said, <laughs> no. <laughs> and we both busted up. I said, that sounds like something I would say. You guys, and we were, we were laughing, but uh, it really comes down to in both divisions, the, the candidates for third place are kind of weak. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really see an obvious candidate in the, let's start with the East. Um, yeah. It was pretty much a process of elimination. Is it going to be Maryland, uh, who is constantly harebrained? They've got talent. Their their defense doesn't look very good. Um, they they make mistakes, penalties, turnovers. That's what they've always done. I don't see that stopping. And mm -hmm. Lox is is kind of just trying to trying to change some stuff out uh, down there. And it's it's only it's only it's early in that process. Everyone would pick, I think, Indiana. They're the trendy pick. Um, but but Michael Penix has not, never right. stayed healthy. They got at Iowa straight out of the box. I don't think they're ready for that. I'm picking Iowa to win the West. 
Um, they they have kind of a sneaky tough schedule. They got Cincinnati in week three. Ooh, They're ooh. at Western Kentucky. <laughs> who scheduled that game uh in week four and then they're at penn state that's not easy right uh, i just see see maybe the kind of thing that happened at penn state last year where they, they get off to a really rough start that that first game at iowa is going to be really tough for them yeah. and there's something else about indiana i don't necessarily think that a great finish to the prior season carries over into the next one Mm -hmm. uh, I think in general, every season's encapsulated. Do you do you agree with that or not? I think every year is different, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I've noticed one specific thing, and that's that a very disappointing bowl game, especially when a team gets kind of physically manhandled, as Indiana was against Mississippi, um, can have an effect the next year. I saw it with uh, Purdue when they, they got their doors blown off by uh, Auburn. They haven't really recovered from that. There's been several examples I can cite of that where a, a bad bowl game has kind of shaken the confidence of a team that might might just be on the cusp there. And I think that's the Indiana situation. Tom Allen's done a fantastic job there. They've got players now. I just think that's a really rough start for them. Michigan, I mean, what, what they got a, they got another new G whiz quarterback and Cade McNamara is supposedly yeah. the guy, but uh, when at what point are we going to say? I, I list in the in the preview how many quarterbacks from Jake Ruddock all the all the way through last year have been supposedly been the guy. Okay, this guy's the guy for all the Michigan fans. You know, until he in last year it was Joe Milton. You remember all the crap we heard about Joe Milton and. He was like 285 pounds. That was, it was part of the problem. But yeah, <laughs> did he start in Nebraska? He he's, he was starting, man, and he. Yeah, they, but didn't he they, start? He wasn't originally a Michigan guy, or did he? Did he start at Michigan and transfer out? Oh, I can't. You know, I can't keep track. He of was a big, man. big guy. Yeah, um, and he had a big arm and all that. But yeah, at, at what point do we start questioning where the, this alleged quarterback guru? This quarterback whisper, you know, who, who's who's two big successes, really in, in in college. His success is Andrew Luck, right? Yeah. Uh, from what I've read, David Shaw had a lot more to do with that at Stanford than than Harbaugh did, and mm -hmm. you could you could who was an assistant then, um, and you could make that argument. So since then, I mean, it's just been one after another after another. I mean, you've gone through, my God, you can't even count them all. Um, I I just don't think you can count on that either. Mm -hmm. So who who is it? It's not Michigan State. I mean, they're just they're just they're completely rebuilding. So I picked Rutgers because they've got 21 of 22 starters back and they were they were competitive all of a sudden in every game last year. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant. Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. I mean, even, even against Ohio State, they didn't get blown out. There was no way they were winning that game, but they, they lost by three touchdowns. When they, in, in the past, they've lost by nine, 12. Um, 
they showed me something last year that they bought into Shiano. Uh, right. They got a very deceptively quick little running back in Isaiah Pacheco, I think you like, mm-hmm. and Aaron Cruikshank, and they've got players. I mean, they've got guys who can, they've got enough guys who can score. They got, for the first time in their Big Ten history, they have an offensive coordinator for the second year. Can you believe that? First time in 11 years, they've had the same offensive coordinator in Sean Gleason. So that should help. They've got a little bit of stability, both in their roster and their coaching staff. That's why I'm picking them. I I don't think they're any great, great kind of team. But they also get a a gradual ramp up in their schedule. They got Mm -hmm. Temple at Syracuse, Delaware. They can they can win those games, build some confidence, and then you know I believe they got to go to Michigan. Right, they have to go to Michigan. So we'll see, we'll see right then. But I think they can beat Michigan. They got to beat Michigan on the road, and and then they'll have some confidence. So Penn State will host Rutgers uh, and Michiano's November twentieth, uh, second to last game. I think it's the thirteenth. Now I'm looking at it right now. Is it so, okay? It's November twentieth. Sorry. How dare you? Anyway, there's nothing uh, worse than somebody who contradicts you when you're correct. (laughs) (laughs) I'm known for that, by the way. I know, I know where you're going with this, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tee up. And then uh, October 23rd, you mentioned it, you mentioned it, you teased it. uh, Our favorite, our favorite former Wisconsin coach, maybe Brett Bielema and the Illinois uh, Fighting (laughs) Illini. November, October 23rd, noon kick at Beaver Stadium. Uh, It's his first year. He did some good things, Dave, I think, at Wisconsin. Arkansas, for a a little while there, it looked like he might have had it going, but he's back in the Big Ten, uh, first year at Illinois. uh, And you think uh, that this might be, at least for this year, this might be a good spot and his connections and his ability to kind of assimilate maybe in this conference could really help him. Is Is that accurate? Well, I again, there's nothing overwhelming about this roster as far as talent. They 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 were competitive in in most games. I mean, they got firebombed by Wisconsin, and uh, I, I was actually surprised they won at Rutgers. They run they they won big at Nebraska. Yep. Um, Nebraska looks like a grease fire, doesn't it to you? It does now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's their opener at home. Yeah. Um, I I think they're just good enough to win that game, and then they've got they got Texas, San Antonio at Virginia, Maryland at Purdue, Charlotte. I mean, that's an opportunity to build some confidence. They've got a lot of guys back on the offensive and defensive line. Um, they're they're not tremendous players, but Phil Steele ranked both of their lines as fourth best in the hmm. league. That's yeah. something that Brett Bielema can work with. Yeah. Uh, they also have a ton of super seniors. Now, people. Have I love that error. term. I love that. Term. <laughs> Which means guys who are just back because yeah. of COVID, because yeah. they got the extra year. Uh, I believe altogether they have 40 seniors or super seniors on this team. Yeah. Now, people will say, well, yeah, but they, they suck. They can't play. They don't all suck. They're all pretty decent. They're, they're college players, first of all. Right. There, some of them are pretty decent players. But the, what, what, what swayed me is that, look, these are guys who could have moved on with their lives, 22 of these guys, the super seniors. 
Right. And yet they didn't. They wanted, they listened to Brett Bielema and they said, we're going to play for this guy. I, what, is, what does that tell you? Uh, to me, it tells you that the team looks like they bought in. Also, um, the quarterback, Brandon Peters, so the former Michigan, Michigan. quarterback, there one of those go. Michigan quarterbacks. Um, I, I, I talked to Shannon Ryan out there, who's now, uh, she's out the shoot with the Tribune, and she moved on to uh, the Athletic, where she's going to cover women's basketball. But she, she was around at Illinois and broke some huge stories in that place, yeah. the, the one that took down uh, – Took down our, our Bill O'Brien's old buddy. <laughs> Beckman. Yeah. And Beckman. Sorry, took down Beckman and the whole uh, cabal. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's a funny place where it, under, under, it seemed like Lovey Smith was just put there as a placeholder, like a place for him to, to semi-retire. And I never thought anyone seemed bought in with Lovey. Brandon Peters, she said, was kind of sullen and very distant and not didn't really seem bought in back then and now in um in press functions lately he's been noticeably more upbeat so all this put together brandon peters was a was a big time recruit at michigan that's another reason those people got all excited of him you know he's not a bad quarterback uh if they can protect him and they can they can they can control scrimmage on both sides to an extent. They're not going to control it like Ohio State, but just just keep drives going for a while. Brett Bielema knows how to win games. Also, yeah. I think Bielema is a little bit chastened. He's a little bit humbled by that Arkansas experience. Uh, he 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 got some refresh in the NFL. I think I think he's going to be a better coach. I think he's going to be a more disciplined coach, and he's mature, and he looks like he's ready for this job. Uh, all those things thrown together. And and now, of course, they'll finish seventh, which is where everyone's been. <laughs> two but things that's my on, rationale. Dave, two things on Illinois. I think all those super seniors decided to come back because there's literally nothing else to do in Champaign, Illinois. Um, <laughs> hey, and, and you've and, had some good times in Champaign. <laughs> and also Urbana. I know. <laughs> and uh, B, I forgot that Bielema did spend, I think, at least one year with Belichick in New England. Maybe that's two. right. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe that did help. But I think you were. Wait a minute. We're stopping there. Do you remember the time in Urbana where that 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 woman out of the deer hunter was trying to pick up Hermit? <laughs> Joe's wincing somewhere right now. <laughs> his, ears, his ears are burning. It was, it was the. He does not embarrass. Well, don't don't bring I him up. I swear it was the I, woman at the bar true. from the Deer Hunter. Where, where, yeah, I think it was the where, 05 game that Penn State won. 63 yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got stuck. We had to stay over an extra day. <laughs> we tried to fly out of that airport, but yeah, that, and, that may be true. And, but I think Joe's a very bashful guy. And I'm not John, 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 for some reason, this woman had that had had her eye on Joe. <laughs> Was, Maybe she it, likes Pittston men. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she Maybe smelled the Pittston in him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it was, right, it, if, if anyone knows that scene where John Cazale is coming up to De Niro at the bar and said, do you think she's good looking? And he goes, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. um, all right, Dave, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up the Blue White Breakdown podcast for this week and just talk real quick. Are the dishes done for Scott Frost? If I mean, Brett, you know, McMurphy's not going to report. What did you say? Scott. Are the dishes done? What are are the dishes done for Scott Frost? Is that a, is that an expression you made up or the kids sang? Oh no, that's an that's an old time expression for if the dishes are done, 
that's you know that sounds like straight Easton is what there's nothing left to say about it the dishes are done (laughs) McMurphy's not going to pull this out of his butt so uh, yeah but the NCAA is the NCAA is toothless man I don't care who the AD is for Scott Frost if this is true uh, is is this it for Scott Frost it's your buddy it's your buddy Trev Alberts Trev Alberts yeah Yeah. uh no I don't think necessarily I uh, to me I think he's been found out as far as what kind of guy he is by by a, a, a higher level of players. And what you have to do at Nebraska now is not easy. Yeah. Man, you remember 20 years ago where you could 20 and 25 years ago when Osborne built that team, they were getting guys that you could get a lot of guys out there in the plains and augment them with a few from Florida, a few from oh. Texas. And they, they built serious teams just with that. I don't think you can do that anymore. You, you're recruiting everywhere else. Right. Uh, they've tried everything. They, they went, they, they, they tried Mike Riley, which just didn't work at all. And he was supposed to recruit the West coast. I mean, that's, that's why they tried him because he always recruited California. He was a California guy, even though he spent yeah. all that time in Oregon state. That he didn't recruit too badly, but he's not a fit. He was not a fit any more than Rich Rodriguez was at Michigan. I think you have to have a fit. That the Bealum is a fit. Of course, we thought Frost was a fit, but yeah. what you have to do at Nebraska is is a lot different than what he when he played there. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't think he's ever going to be able to recruit the kind of talent that you need to keep it going sure. there. And he just doesn't look. There's all this pressure on the favorite son. He doesn't yeah. look like he's having any fun at all. I would agree with that. He looked that way at Big Ten Media Days up yeah. close. He looked like bags under his eyes. He looks a little yeah. worn out. The expectations just aren't going to be met. I oh, think he's- it's got to be like the gravity of Jupiter on him. That's what <laughs> it feels so what, like. So what you're really like. saying, though, is Scott Frost is no Bo Pelini. Am I correct? Is that the way <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Whoa. Well, you got a problem? You got a, you got, you got a problem, my man? Huh? Huh? What are you looking at? Dark days in Lincoln. Dark days in Lincoln. Not not great. But uh, <laughs> hey, look, that's not that's not our problem. That's that's Scott Frost's problem. Dave, we're going to get to a lot more. <clears throat> I think in the coming weeks, hopefully, uh, uh, talking about Penn State, the Wisconsin game, the early part of the schedule. But I think I think for August eighteenth, that's good. We got two super sleepers from you, maybe to contend or surprise in the Big Ten. One is. You're oh, well, it's, it's no surprise. It's Greg Schiano and Rutgers. I'm surprised you're not uh, in talks to go to NJ.com right now to cover that <laughs> program. You love him so hey, much. What would but you for, for you, you? You you did pick Brett Bylema. That's huge stones, my man. Hey, my man. Those are some huge stones you just threw <laughs> out there. I give you credit for the pick of Illinois to get to third. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, and, what would uh, you call this in horse racing terms where you're picking? What is the one where you pick three horses? A trifecta. A trifecta. Yeah. And so you pick like a, a horse that's 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 supposed to finish last in to to show. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you box them with the two favorites and hope he gets first or second, and you look like a super yeah. genius. Super and you're also rich. That's what I'm doing. Is there an super expression? Super genius. Super genius. Yeah. Is there expression for that? The 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 long shot in third with the two. <laughs> That you expect well ideally i mean if he comes in third you're going to get paid but if he outruns his odds uh and he gets first or second then you're looking really that's not hap- that's not happening but, <laughs> but 
Neither one of those teams are finishing. I think you second. just reverse jinxed your jinx, and now <laughs> it is happening. I no, don't even. Neither one of those teams. Neither one of those teams are finishing second in their division. That's not happening. All right, Davey, we'll catch up with you uh, down the road. It's been another another edition of the Blue White Breakdown podcast here on Pen Live. He's Dave Jones. I'm Bob Finders. We'll catch up with you guys down the road. 